Slick V on the track. God is calling me. I'm in a zone. I gotta see my doctor. God is calling me. I'm in a zone. What's up, y'all? You are listening to the Extra Point College Football Podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Carnes, joined as always by my co-host, Daniel Hammock. And Daniel, we've got some big games to talk about this week. We've got the biggest game of the week, the cocktail party in Jacksonville between Georgia and Florida, which you and I will be very interested in. Have our eyes definitely on that one. But we've got some fun ones throughout the week um, this week, too. On Thursday night, underrated game, we've got App State and Georgia Southern. Big Sun Belt rivalry. We know a little bit more about it just growing up in Georgia and having some friends with the Georgia Southern. Uh, you've got the cocktail party, obviously. You've got the former Alabama Offensive Coaches Bowl in College Park, Maryland, which is a big one that we'll talk about. And some other big games this week. It'll be a fun week for college football. And like the past three weeks have proven, you never know which team is going to go down. Well, you took my line for that game in Maryland. Um, <laughs> except I was going to call it the credit for Tua Bowl. So, <laughs> the credit for Tua um, <clears throat> But I think there will definitely be some some bad blood in that game. should be interesting. <laughs> uh, interesting subplot, to say the least. Two teams going in different directions, I feel like. But um, it's a rich number. We'll, we'll kind of dive into it here in a minute. But uh, kind of like we did last week, what we're going to do is we're going to pick seven games. Lord willing, we'll have better records than we did last week. Uh, we'll also have a pick of the year of the week like we have every week. Um, this will be something that Jacob and I have both agreed on, and it will be a slam dunk. This one was a uh, was a no-doubter. <laughs> no, no doubter this week. Uh, yeah. We're going to get back in the win column this week for sure. We need it. Uh, other big games this week, we've got Oregon-USC. That's a game we talked about this past Monday. We talked about yeah. games like could USC – ruin Oregon's playoff hopes this week. Uh, we've got, I found out today, I, I work with a guy who's a big BYU fan, and Utah State's playing BYU, and it is called the Wagon Wheel Rivalry. Okay. So, did not know that. I said, hey, big game this week, and he is like, yeah, the Wagon Wheel. And I said, the what? And so that's what it's called. There you go. Um, <laughs> you know, we've got... Are they country oh, music fans? I doubt it. Oh, okay. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Do you, I don't know if Utah is like... It's like a metropolis. I don't know what yeah. it is out there. I know the Mormon yeah. Trail, and then there's like a bunch of mountains. I don't know. <laughs> I'd like to go to Utah. Looks pretty. Um, but 7.30 ABC, as well as College Game Day, will be on the scene for Memphis, taking on uh, your SMU Mustangs. Yeah. So I got a feeling that's going to be on your picks. So, I don't know. I, I honestly don't, but I, I got a feeling. So, well, let's dive into the extra points um, pick segment. We're going to take the extra points or lay the extra points. We will pick favorites or underdogs against the spread. Daniel, why don't we let's, – let's just dive in. Give me your first pick, man. So, you know, obviously I'm from Atlanta, and – so we're going to start out in College Park, but this is going to be in College Park, Maryland, not Atlanta, not where they chop Love cars. Love um, so we're going to go to the credit for Tua Bowl, your first bowl game of the year, um, and we're going to take the Terps. We're going to take them 
And the 18 and a half, I think, is a little too rich for Michigan. I think Michigan may be riding high. I think Michigan wins this game. I do think they do. But being at home with 18 and a half points, noon kickoff, give me the Terps. Give me Loxley. He's going to have a little something extra for him. There's some juice in this rivalry, like we mentioned. Yes, we're mostly saying it tongue-in-cheek as a joke. But, hey, when it comes to professionalism and questioning your manhood and, you know, who's who's getting credit for what and who is a, you know, who your peers are. And one guy has a head coaching gig now. The other guy's an offensive coordinator. You know, they want to prove prove something to each other. So um, if they're both wanting to prove it, then it could, you know, return void and just be they cancel each other out. Or uh, my guess is that Maryland's going to have a little something extra for them. So Terps plus the 18 and a half. So two things. Good news. Number one, the line has gone all the way to 21 right now. Bless so be the name ha- of the Lord. You can have 21. 21, uh, I'll take it. <laughs> shop so, around, kids. Shop around. And so I like that. This was on my uh, – I kind of had four tiers of picks. This was on my second tier. In fact, it almost made the final cut. And so okay. I like the same side. I like Maryland plus 21. Like we said, this is going to be fun because you've got – these two coaches who are kind of going at each other and both are going to want to prove something. And so that's why I like Maryland uh, taking 21 points, especially at home. Um, but Can't I can also see Michigan coming out and continue kind of to kind of roll on offense like they had the past uh, six quarters. And so that's why it didn't make my final cut. But I do like that side. This will be a fun uh, – it's not really a school-to-school rivalry, but a coach-to-coach rivalry. And so – both offensive coaches looking to prove something. Yeah, I, li- I like the side you're on. Well, hey, well, so far, at least we don't have a pick agreement yet. So hey. <laughs> that's better than last week. It right? is better. Um, well, I will start then with let's go to the Big 12. Um, we've got a rivalry game in Lawrence, Kansas, where the Kansas Jayhawks are hosting the Kansas State Wildcats. Kansas State coming off of a huge win last week, a home against Oklahoma. Now they're going to go on the road to Kansas. And I like Kansas State laying six and a half. And so, you know, Kansas has looked a lot better than they have in years past. I think a lot of people doubted Les Miles. And he's walking into a program that has not won in a long time. So for them to be sitting at three wins is actually very impressive. Big win against Texas Tech last week. And so while Kansas State beat a much better opponent, both teams are coming off of big wins. And so I don't give the advantage to either team there. I mean, simply put, Kansas State is just a better team. We've talked about it. Two things that travel are a run game and a defense. And Kansas State has a great run game and a great defense. It's a rivalry game. And so that's the only thing that makes me nervous, laying six points, is that it's a rivalry and weird things can happen in a rivalry. But I trust Skyward Thompson. Um, I trust James Gilbert, their running back, and I trust Kansas State's defense to make a statement and to beat Kansas on Saturday by at least six points. Okay. Um, I would probably be on the same side as you. I'm scared of that because, like what you mentioned, with it being a a rivalry game, Kansas State not only coming off a big win, but a a program-shaping win for Chris Kleiman in his first year with the program. So, I like it. I think Kansas State is the better team. Um, nervous about the Mad Hatter at home with six and a half. So 
I would st- I'm I would stay away. It is on my list of games I narrowed down to, but yeah, I'm not touching it. Cool. Hit me with your next one. All right. Uh, I'm still in the Big 12. I'm gonna go Oklahoma State going against TCU. Ooh. Um, Oklahoma State is favored by three. TCU coming off the win to Texas. Uh, I think the line would have been probably in the seven or eight range if TCU didn't beat Texas last week. So I think they're getting a little extra love right now from the public. So this line has moved. I'm going to take Oklahoma State lane three. Uh, I just believe their balanced attack being at home. Those factors are going to come to play. And uh, I just think they're overall the better team. So I trust that um, at home laying three points. I like it. This again was on my, my second cut. And so I like that side. Uh, I didn't lock it up because I do think these teams are about even. TC's defense has been great, especially the last few weeks. Um, last week against Texas, obviously Texas has – some major problems on defense as well. I don't think Oklahoma State has a great defense, and so I think this is a higher-scoring game. I could see this being like 38-35 in that range. Um, classic Big 12 game if it gets up to that. Um, but I do I do like that side, especially Oklahoma State being at home. And so I think you're on the right side, but, you know, I didn't put it on my picks. But, well, let's let's just stay in the Big 12. Do you have any more Big 12 games? Um, if SMU counts as the big 12, <laughs> well, I'll, uh, wrap up, I'll wrap up the big 12 with, I mean, Thursday night game. And so if you're listening on Thursday, this game is tonight, eight o'clock on ESPN, where my Baylor bears are hosting the West Virginia Mountaineers and Baylor is laying 17 and a half. And so I will lay the 17 and a half with Baylor Baylor's just a better team. Baylor ranks in the Big 12 yards per play, so explosiveness. Baylor ranks second. West Virginia ranks last um, in havoc rate in the Big 12. Baylor ranks first. West Virginia ranks last. And so those are two really cool stats to kind of define game with explosiveness and limiting explosiveness. And I like Baylor in this spot. They're at home. Um, West Virginia has struggled um, defensively especially. They've given up 52, 38, and 42 points in their last three games and losses. And Baylor is averaging 38 points a game. And so I think Baylor wins big. I'll lay the 17 and a half. I like Baylor in this spot um, and setting themselves up for a difficult road at the end of the season. But this is not one of the games they slip up in. Huh? You know, I like it. Um, it's, so, it's too rich for me. I... Baylor's your team, not my team. So, um, <laughs> it's, a I think of, they, it's a lot of points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, I think they're good. It's just they got more important games on the schedule, so I'm not sure that they're going to cover. Uh, but they've been covering. So um, with that, I'll just go to my next pick, which is actually something that I leaned the other way on earlier in the week. You talked me into it. We we're talking about the – uh, Pac-12 South, so I'm going to go to Pac-12 and Washington versus Utah. 
I said that I think Utah wins out. Washington right now is getting three and a half points. So I'm going to roll with, with the Huskies, with the dogs of the Pacific Northwest. And I'm going to take Washington in the three and a half at home against Utah. Pick agreement. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Three and a half points. I love this spot with Washington. Washington is coming off of a bye week. And so Washington gets a bye after a tough, tough loss in which they should have knocked off Oregon and then blew a lead in the second half. Um, Coming off a bye week, Utah's coming off of a big week at Cal. Utah's still getting healthy. I do think Utah is a better team, but I like Washington in this spot. They're getting three and a half points at home. Give me the home uh, dog, D-A-W-G, if Washington wants to call themselves that. But give me the home dog. I like the Huskies. I'm with you. I'm glad I could talk you into it. The underdog is howling. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I kept thinking since they were Huskies. But... Yes, all Washington. Right. Love so it. I guess I'll go to my next pick since we agreed on that one. And going to the flats, Georgia Tech. I am taking Pittsburgh to lay the eight points. Pick agreement. Uh, and the lines also actually come down to seven and a half. So, Ooh. all right, I'll take that as well. So, okay, perfect. So this is really lining up for me. So, um, obviously, we'll get your points here in a second. Georgia Tech. This is nothing personal. You're just not there yet. And you know, obviously, beating Miami, having a bye week. This is good. Work on yourself. I think they'll come out and they'll they'll give Pitt a little little fuss here, but Pitt we've talked about we think is is one of the contenders there in the coastal, like everybody is a contender in the coastal, but one of maybe the real contenders that can kind of push for that final spot. So they are playing for something, um, and Pitt's just just better. So I think. This one, uh, going up to 10 points, I would have taken it. So, especially getting a 7.5 at a discounted rate, I'll take it. Take Pittsburgh, laying the 7.5 on the flats. Bobby Dodd, let's do it. Boom. Yeah, Pitt's been up and down this year. Uh, at times, they've looked like the best team in the Coastal, and other times, they lose 16-12 to Miami. And so, like they did last week. Um, Georgia Tech has looked uh, really bad in some games, and they've sh- they've actually shown promise the last few weeks, especially on offense. They've scored 22, 23, and then 28 points in their win against Miami. And so I think Georgia Tech is a program that is starting to believe, but like you said, it's not that time yet. Um, Pittsburgh is just a better team. I especially trust uh, Pat Narduzzi coaching a game against Jeff Collins. Um, you know, Georgia Tech's only ACC win, in my opinion, was against Miami. I don't think they're going to win another ACC game this season and so they got their signature win they got their hey we won an ACC game in Jeff Collins first year uh, it'll be a great place to start the rebuild but I think it's gonna be a rough rest of the season for Georgia Tech and so they have some a lot harder competition coming starting this week I like Pitt I like Georgia Tech to keep it close a little bit I like Pitt somewhere in the 31 to 18 range so I'm with you I've taken it all the way up to up to 10 but yeah I like Pitt same side as you yeah, that's good. Um, and with with Tech, it's like they're going to – I agree. That's a great building block for them. And so 
I'm not going to say they're complacent. They're not going to play hard. I think they're going to play hard. I just think, you know, that box has already been checked for them. And so another year of recruiting, hey, we'll see where things are next year when we're still doing this and we're talking about preseason projections because we might have a little different idea about Georgia Tech. Who knows? Yeah. Um, but you want to go next since I've led us a few times and we've had some yeah. agreements. All right, let's go to the Big Ten. Um, Big Ten, we will go to Indiana versus Northwestern. And so Northwestern, quite simply, has been awful on de- on defense this year and awful on offense. <laughs> They've just been really bad, especially on offense. Um, Northwestern cannot score, and Indiana can score. Indiana's averaging... 34 points a game right now. Northwestern is giving up 24 points a game. And then on offense, they're only averaging 10 points a game. They have scored 75 points in seven games this year. That is insanely low. There are six teams in college football that have scored at least 75 points in one game this year. And so Northwestern's past few weeks on offense, they've scored 0, 3, 10, 15, and 10 points. Just awful on offense. And so because of that, Indiana can score. Northwestern can't score. I will lay 12 and a half with Indiana. Um, yeah, pretty easy. This will be the week that Northwestern scores 12 points and it ruins <laughs> you because it's going to be, you know, 20 to 12 or something. But, <laughs> right. Yeah, this one's just off my radar because I do not want to even humor watching this game. So, um, In- Indiana. Indiana's been really good this year. And so they're six and two right now, which I have them going four and eight this year. And so six and two, they're having a they're having a great season. So don't sleep on Indiana. Consider me snoozing. All right. So <laughs> next game, I'm gonna go to the Plains down in Auburn. Ooh, okay. Playing Ole Miss. And oh, I know what you're taking. The points. I'm going to take the points. <laughs> yeah, you are. Also, Ole Miss, with that best running game in the SEC, uh, if you're going yards per – or not yards per play, but overall rushing yards, um, is that indicative that they can't pass the ball? Maybe. I don't know. But John Reese Plumley has them playing much better brand of ball. Um, I think Auburn – Definitely played a close game, but an emotional loss to LSU this week. They played it close. It was a rough one. Um, I do think Auburn wins. I think it's a, a closer game than 18 and a half is what I have it at right now. Um, so give me Ole Miss, the Rebels, plus 18 and a half. If you want it, you can get it at 19. Oh, give me 19. I mean, that is an inconsequential point, I think, oh, other than pushing. <laughs> but um yeah i'll take 19 points in the rebs so i write down kind of i just go through every game and kind of write down the line just glancing at it the line that i'm feeling kind of pick a side i go through then i dig through some more this is one of the first games i cut because i originally wrote down almost plus 19 after looking at it it scared the heck out of me because i i then leaned the other side so i think auburn can cover but I was nowhere near confident enough to pick that, so I stayed very far away. Um, I think that Auburn 
showed promise last week in the loss to LSU. And I was really confused because everyone's like, wow, LSU had this huge win at Texas. And then, oh, it's okay. Like, they looked really good against against Auburn still. Like, they're just looking ahead to Alabama. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, same standard, please. Texas is awful. And they played a good defense last week and only scored 23 points. And so, separately about LSU, I think that shows that LSU's offense has some, not cracks, but is stoppable. And so, Auburn has a great defense. Ole Miss being one-dimensional, I think Auburn can shut down Ole Miss's run game. And so, I do think Auburn wins. I think they could cover. I would tend to lean the opposite side. But I will wish you best of luck rooting on John Reese Plumley and uh, your Ole Miss Rebels. So. Hey, we'll do it. Well, all right. Okay. So I have I have two picks left. You have two picks left? Yep. Okay. So Let's say them at game. the same time and yeah. see if people can hear it. <laughs> I have one game for sure. My last pick, I'm still deciding between two games. So I might have you pick two in a row and see if uh, okay. see what your games are. So. Actually, why don't you go ahead, and then yeah. I'll pick out. You go ahead with your next pick. All right, so I'm going to take my Mustangs, a.k.a. Hey. the Ponies. SMU playing in the game of the week um, on ABC 730 is where game day is. Memphis and SMU playing for pride. Also, America or just the American Conference, the Western Division, whatever you want to look at it. But um, I'm going to take SMU and six points. I agree with you that we talked about earlier in the week how they've consistently been having some closer games and there's a chance that they lose um, here in the next you know few weeks. Playing Memphis, though, they get six points. Even if they lose... I think it'll be close. I think Memphis is going to be in it the whole time. So, I mean, SMU is going to be in it the whole time. So, I'm going to take the Mustangs. I'm going to take six points on the road in Memphis. I almost put this game on my picks, but I'm on Memphis. But I know that if I pick Memphis, SMU's winning. Because the last time I picked against SMU, uh, Temple was taking five and a half. And... They beat the brakes off of Temple. <laughs> and so, and then we pick them in the lock of the week, pick of the week of the year last week, laying 14, then they didn't cover the 14. But I like Memphis in this spot. You know, first time hosting game day, Saturday night, ABC. If you like um, them, pick them. I'm not putting them on my picks. Because like I'm, 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 I'm rooting for SMU. But yeah. I like the other side of this. I think Memphis wins this game. I don't know if they cover the six. I think it's very close, but I do like Memphis to win this game, so I stayed away. Um, I will go to the Pac-12 with my next pick. And so I will go to Arizona at Arizona Stadium where the uh, Wildcats are hosting the Oregon State Beavers. And Oregon State had a win total this year preseason at two and a half. And through seven games of the season, Oregon State has hit the over on that win total. And I like the Beavers in this spot. They're getting six and a half points on the road at Arizona. And I like the Beavers. They're last, you know, last week, they beat a Cal team that has a great defense. Arizona right now is just falling right now. And they've given up 51, 41, and 41 points the last three games. And so 
I like Oregon State to score enough points to beat Arizona, given how bad their defense is. I just hope they can outscore Arizona. And so I think they can win this game. So if you're giving me six and a half points, I will take the six and a half points. And I like Oregon State. Let's get it done, Beavers. What team? Wildcats. Get your head in the game. <laughs> All right. So you picking them? No, I'm not picking oh, them. I just I wanted to say that. <laughs> um, Shout out yeah. to Gordon Blue and Zach Efron. I think Oregon State is believing in themselves, finally. Uh, their quarterback, Jake Luton, has thrown 16 touchdowns, only throw one interception. Would you and say so... they're the believers? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm a believer in Oregon State. And so, believe in the in the in the beavers yeah so that's quite enough dad jokes i'm sorry um i'll try to hold back <laughs> my next pick will be one we've talked about on monday um regarding the acc coastal i think it's the coastal game of the year we got north carolina at home laying a point and a half uh, against virginia taking the cavaliers the Wahoos, as I've always known that they were called, um, taking Virginia and the point and a half because Virginia will win the game. So the point and a half will be gravy or icing on the cake, however you want to say it. And yeah, I think Bronco Mendenholt goes in there and steals a win. And Virginia continues sitting on the pole position for the Coastal Division. And they're going to be representing that side. If Virginia wins this game, they they win the Coastal. I like this pick. For the sake of not having another pick agreement, I will not. This is one of the two I was deciding between. So I was curious if you had this game on your picks. So I'm on the same side as you. I like Virginia a lot. I think they're the better football team. But I think North Carolina has shown some grit that they can win a close game. But how many of these close games can you continue to pull out? Um, and how many can you, like, stay in and win versus lose? I mean, think about it. the last Their last five games, they lost to App State by three, lost to Clemson by one. They beat the heck out of Georgia Tech. But then uh, six overtime loss to Virginia Tech, and then they beat Duke by three last week. So they've been in a lot of close games. Um, I like Virginia. I like Bryce Perkins. I like Bronco Mendenhall. I like the defense. And this, like you said, puts them in the driver's seat in the Coastal. And so this gives them at least a game buffer over North Carolina since they'll have that head-to-head victory, which it could come down to, as we talked about on Monday. And so... So you changed your pick from earlier in the week. I did. I did. The beginning of the week, I just... I penciled it in before looking at it, and then I looked at the game, and yeah, I like Virginia to win this game. So Okay. Okay. Um, so then I will go to the SEC where Arkansas is hosting Mississippi State, and Mississippi State is laying 7.5. I will lay the 7.5 with Mississippi State. Uh, Mississippi State's the better football team. Arkansas's defense is so bad. And I know this past two weeks has been skewed because they played Auburn and Alabama, but their defense is just bad. Chad Morris might be on the hot seat, and his, he's been there, what, two years? This is year two? Yes, two or so, three. Their yeah. only competitive game has really come against Texas A&M, but that game is competitive every year, as we talked about a few weeks ago. And both teams need a win. Mississippi State has lost four in a row. Arkansas has lost five in a row. And so I like Mississippi State to win. They have the better offense. They have the better defense. 
that doesn't really matter where this game is. Arkansas isn't really known for being this hard environment to play in. And so I like Arkansas. I wish it was six and a half instead of seven and a half. I'm sorry. I like Mississippi State. I wish it was. <laughs> I was about to say. I was, no, no, no. Sorry. I like Mississippi State. I wish it was six and a half, six and a half instead of seven and a half. But I think Mississippi State wins by 10 or more. I will lay the seven and a half with the Mississippi State Bulldogs. So. I agree you know. with you. Arkansas, terrible. Um, one quick note. I know this is irrelevant because it's not going to be on my picks, but when's the, when is the last time that a Florida State-Miami game went untalked about for that week? I mean, the past few years, you could argue it's been it's been way down, but I mean, this is a rivalry that used to be two elite teams, and now, I mean, I mean, I, I'm completely staying away from this game. I, I joked with you earlier and texted you and said, the things I know about this game is that both teams are terrible, I don't trust either one, and Miami gets four points. So I, if I had to pick it, I would take the four points. But So I, I wrote down, it can, it's come down to three and a half for Florida State. I wrote down Florida State laying three and a half as a potential pick because I thought after texting that you might have that on your picks. And so I was like, Ooh, let's, uh, let's fight on this one. And then I, I dug deep and it made my, made my first, uh, group of games that I cut. <laughs> Cause yeah, after doing some looking, one thing that I look at a lot is Bill Conley's SP plus, And he has Miami as like a much better team than Florida state on SP plus, which kind of made me scratch my head a little bit, which is why I made my first cut. Um, but well, I guess my actual quote to you was my thoughts on Florida State Miami. It's a rivalry game. They both suck, and Miami gets four points. Give me the points and the remote so I can change the dang channel. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. Well, this brings us to the game we've all been waiting for. The pick of the year of the week. Was there was there any doubt what game this was gonna be? Daniel, you first texted me and said SMU. And I texted back and said, are you kidding me? Because George is a six and a half point favorite against the Gators. It's Georgia Fourth Week in Jacksonville, the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. And we're going to lay six and a half with the Georgia Bulldogs. You bet your sweet cocktail we are. (laughs) (laughs) Daniel, give me some reasons why we're taking the Bulldogs. Well... Um, six and a half just does not seem like enough. Uh, we did have this game earlier in the year. I think it opened at like 14 or 16, something like that. Um, both teams have had different seasons than we anticipated. I think Kyle Trask has been good for Florida. Uh, Georgia has been, I don't want to say it necessarily say disrespected, um, but they're not getting the love that Florida is from the media, and I definitely think Georgia comes out and wins this game. If it's only six and a half that I'm laying, the past two years has been by 19 points. Previous year before that, 35 points. Uh, the talent gap has grown. I do think Florida has developed some good players, and I do think that Florida will come with their best plan. Both teams have had a bye week, so that's an irrelevant point as far as one versus the other. Um, and Florida, they can't seem to keep their mouth shut. So the uh, players 
were, are motivating the other players. And I, I believe Georgia is going to come out very motivated. I think you're going to see a lot of passing. I think Georgia's finally fully healthy. So you get a fully healthy Georgia squad that can run the ball. And I think you're going to see healthy dose of Lawrence Cager out wide for them. And this is the first week that Tyson Campbell, cornerback for Georgia, five-star cornerback who played all last year, it's the first week that he's playing. So I think it's big because Florida, as we've talked about, has probably the second-best crop of receivers in the SEC. If you're talking about depth, I would say elite talent would be between Alabama and LSU. But if you're talking about depth, Florida's got like 18 receivers that can play really high-quality Division one football. So Georgia's going to need all the help they can get on the back end. I think they've got two great safeties. Eric Stokes has been playing well all year. DJ Daniel has stepped in in spot duty. I think he's better as your third corner. So you're slotting him there. And Tyson Campbell's coming in uh, to start at your uh, main cornerback spot. Give me the dogs laying six and a half. Just one touchdown. That's all I got to beat him by. I think that's I think it's a at least a 10 point game. I think it's funny that you and I listen to a ton of other content and podcasts, you know, sports shows, and the media is loving Florida in this spot. I think there is a very good reason why Georgia is a six and a half point favorite in Vegas right now. And Vegas knows something. And typically when a team is ranked lower and is a big favorite like this, they tend to not only win, but win big when this happens. And so Georgia's two like ranked eighth in the AP poll right now. Florida is ranked sixth. Georgia has quietly been the best defense in the SEC. And the reason people aren't recognizing them as that is because the turnovers haven't been there. And so it hasn't looked like the Alabama defenses of the past that have created turnovers and scored points. And honestly, because there's not been a whole lot of turnovers, field position has not been great for Georgia's offense. And so, you know, the Alabama of old scored more points than Georgia has its past few games because of their field position. But this could be a game, like you said, Tyson Campbell coming back. This is a game the last two years that Georgia has won the turnover battle, and it has mattered in these games. Georgia's defense leads the SEC in yards per play, yards per game, and points allowed per game. They're only they're only allowing 85 rushing yards per game. The team that has rushed the ball the most has won this game almost every single year since this game started. And so... The team that rushed the ball the most will win. That will be Georgia this weekend. We talked about it. If you read this week, for whatever reason, Florida can't keep their mouth shut. We've already seen three players this week from Florida come out and say comments specifically about DeAndre Swift. Last year, when we sit, we we saw comments made by uh, Gardner, Gardner Johnson, right? Chauncey Gardner Johnson. Yeah, yeah. yeah. About you know Jake Fromm only throws slants. Well. We threw a quick slant to DeAndre Swift, and he left the game injured after DeAndre Swift put him in the turf, running him over. And so I like the dogs. Only six and a half. I love the dogs. Lay the points. I think Georgia wins this game 31-17. And so it will be closer than of years past. I think Georgia scores a touchdown late to put it away. But I love the dogs in this spot. And the dogs need this win to kind of get everybody's attention back that they're still trying to contend for an SEC championship, a college football playoff berth, and a national championship. Boom. That's it. I agree. Well, 
That will do it for this edition of the Extra Point College Football Podcast. Go dogs.